What's up, basketball fans? This is L.A. Courtside Podcast brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, and I am your host, L.A. Ray. And I want to start my first segment off uh, about the L.A. Clippers, who just had a game that I just witnessed against the Milwaukee Bucks, and the Clippers lost this game 105-100. to uh, just a few points that I want to touch on in this particular game. I'll get to the point guard piece later. I've been on this soapbox for all year round as far as the Clippers are concerned. They are not going to win a championship if they don't get an upgrade at point guard. That's just my opinion. Just my humble opinion. Uh, but uh, the rest of this game, uh, you know, you had Kawhi Leonard for the Clippers. You know, he played well with 25 points, 10 out of 21. But Paul George uh, had a horrendous game today. And, you know, you're going to have games like this, you know, in the NBA. You're not going to play great every night. You're not even going to play good every night. But he played 38 minutes. He was only 7 out of 21, 7 out of 21. And from three-piece land, he was 2 out of 10. Now, Paul George did get seven rebounds and had seven assists. He's actually leading the Clippers in assists. Now, I had uh, one of my... Twitter followers mentioned we had a little Twitter conversation going back and forth about the point guard situation for the L.A. Clippers. And I basically said, again, like I just mentioned, that I don't think they're going to win with what they have. And his response was, well, we have Paul George. Paul George is our point guard. Okay, he's your he's your point guard as far as the stats go. And he's pretty much leading them in assists every game. But. When you get into the playoffs, man, that you know, Paul George is a point guard. is not going to fly. Paul George is not a point guard. He's a wingman. He ain't Kawhi Leonard. So he's not going to lead you to the promised land by playing point guard. Okay? In this particular game against the Bucks today, Patrick Beverly, who is your point guard, who most Clipper fans say, hey, that's all we need. L.A. L.A. Ray. That's all we need, man. We got Pat Bev. Pat Bev. He does what he does. He's a defensive stopper. He's a beast out there on defense. He gets under players' skin. He, you know, he'll score a little bit every now and then. He's not the greatest shooter in the world. Okay? Today, two out of eight. Only one out of six from three-piece land. He was minus 19 points when he was on the floor. Think about that, folks. Minus 19 the next closest person to that was uh, Nick Batum and Kawhi Leonard were minus seven. But your point guard was minus 19 while he was on the floor. It's not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it. Clipper Nation, again, that's just my opinion. You know, little old L.A. Ray, you know, I'm just giving my little two cents. So Pat Bev, he's, you know, he only scored five points. Okay, that's not going to get it done for your point guard. Ibaka had a pretty good game, six out of 13. 15 points. Uh, as I mentioned, Paul George had 16. Uh, Nick Batum, he only had eight points. Um, and then going to the bench, I mean, again, there's no answers for the point guard situation there. Reggie Jackson, three minutes, zero points. Uh, Lou Williams, who is not a point guard, Clipper Nation, he's a shooter. And when he's on, he's a great shooter. Uh, five out of 11 uh, one of three from three piece land, 14 points. He was actually uh, plus 12 in the plus minus column. So that's pretty good. Uh, Marcus Morris senior, he scored 11 points off the bench. 
Um, you guys know where I'm going next. Uh, your $64 million man, $64 million, 64 stacks. Dude just stole money. Stole money from the Clippers. Well, the Clippers ought to put out an APB on Luke Kennard. He just walked out of there and just, he walked into your facility in your office, uh, Mr. Bomber, and just took $64 million out of the safe and just walked away with it and is giving you nothing. Zero, zilch, not a damn thing. Did not play, coach's decision. Okay? I'm not saying Luke Kennard is a point guard by any stretch of the imagination. He's a, he's a two guard or at worst a three, you know, a small forward. Um, nothing from him today. Didn't even play. So, you know, in Milwaukee is not this beast of a team. Uh, you know, I've said before about this particular team, I don't think Milwaukee is going to win uh, in the Eastern Conference. I don't think they have a better team than the uh, Brooklyn Nets, and I don't even think they have a better team than Philadelphia. But the Greek Freak just went off on the Clippers today. 36 points, 15 out of 27. That's really, really good for the Greek Freak. He played 40 minutes, two out of seven from three-piece land. Now, two out of seven for him is pretty good. And I've said this all along, though. When he's shooting the three points, don't run out at him. Pat Bev, don't run out on him like that. Let him shoot the three. What, what does he do? Pat Bev, he ran out on him. Tried to close out on the three that he was going to shoot. You know, a little fake by the Greek freak. And then he goes down there and he dunks. And he's jumping all up and down and celebrating and all that good stuff. Uh, you know, you just gave him a reason to do that. But, you know, dude had a great game. He's a regular season player. Like I've mentioned all the time, I don't think he's a uh, 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 necessarily a playoff performer that will take Milwaukee to the promised land by any means. But in this particular game, regular season game in Milwaukee, he had a pretty good game. 10, uh, I'm sorry, 14 rebounds, five assists, and four block shots for the Greek freak. You know, he, you know, did his thing. Uh, Chris Middleton, six out of 14, not a great game for him, but he scored 19 points. You know, but the rest of this team, you know, Brooke Lopez, 10 points. DJ Augustine, their point guard, he only scored six. And uh, DiVincenzo uh, scored 11 points from Milwaukee. And then the rest of their team is just, you know, pedestrian. Uh, Drew Holiday, you know, he only played 18 minutes. Not sure what's going on there. Um, one out of five. Um, he only scored two points. So this is not a team. I'm talking about Milwaukee. That's um, some super great team that, um, you know, that's going to, you know, make all kinds of noise in the Eastern Conference. You know, they're going to make the playoffs, of course. And, uh, you know, whoever they play in the first round, they're probably beat. You know, they're not a horrible team. They're 21 and 13, so they're not bad. But as we know, the Eastern Conference is not as strong as the Western Conference. The Clippers today fall to 24 and 12 on the season. And, uh, you know, good record. They're, they're still having a good year. But, guys, I'm telling you, my, 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 my Twitter followers, please listen to L.A. Ray over here. You need a point guard, okay? Derrick Rose has left the station, okay? He's over with the Knicks right now. I'm playing decently. He's left the station. I don't know what other point guard is out there that you can go after. At, you know, after the All-Star break, I'm sure some teams are going to want to 
uh, slash some salary. Maybe some point guard out there is at the end of their contract. Some team wants to uh, ship that uh, point guard off to a contender or something like that. Somebody that the Clippers can pick up to help, at least help out on this point guard situation. I don't mind Pat Bev, Pat Bev starting, uh, but you need somebody to come in, whether it's a backup or whether uh, some other point guard out there comes in here and starts. And then Pat Beverly brings that defensive intensity off the bench. And then you have, you know, Reggie Jackson, uh, you know, he, he's still on the team, you know, unless he gets traded or something like that. Uh, you'll get whatever you get out of him. Uh, Terrence Mann is not a point guard. Folks, I've, I've heard that on, on, on Twitter, too, or seen it on Twitter. Terrence Mann can play the point. No, he can't. He's not a point guard. You know, Terrence Mann's okay. He scored four points in this game. He had a couple of assists, but he's not a he's not a true point guard. Okay, you need that. Okay, and of course, Luke Kennard, you're not going to get anything out of him, you know, especially at the point. So, um, you know, the Lakers lost a game. I mean, sorry, the Clippers lost this game. No big deal. No big deal right there. I mean, Walker's not a bad team. So, uh, you know, the, the next games or the next few games that you play, you know, the Clippers, you go, you know, you just bounce back. You just bounce back. But, again, find yourself a point guard. And if they do that, their chances will increase significantly. I mean significantly and possibly winning an NBA championship if you acquire a point guard. So, um, I'm going to get off my soapbox on that one. And uh, the Clippers will move on. In this next segment, I want to talk on the uh, just a little bit here on the NBA All-Star Game that's coming up. Uh, let me preface that again. The ridiculous All-Star Game that is coming up on March 7th. The East versus the West All-Stars. If you guys have heard my previous podcast, I am totally against playing this game, uh, especially this year in this COVID environment. Some of the NBA stars have openly said that this is a game that should not be played because of COVID. Uh, the, the NBA claims to have their players' best interests at heart when it comes to health, but they're going to go ahead and play this game, which is nothing more than a money grab for the NBA. I don't know if... You know what the contract situation is like if the sponsors have already paid their money and the you know if they don't play the game the nba have to get the money back and they don't want to do that so i'm not sure exactly what goes on with the money piece i know that there's a money issue uh is the reason why they're playing this game but again i, I won't dwell on that too much i won't get into another diatribe on this why this all-star game should not be played. So since it's going to be played, I'll just touch on some of the players that are playing in this game. And as you heard this particular music clip that I just played from Prince, there's a little bit of controversy as far as players, maybe who should have made a team, who should have not made a team, who should be starting, who should not, and all that good stuff. So just to start off with, you know, Kevin Durant and LeBron James were – uh, I don't know how they chose him as being team captains, whether it was voted or not, but they're team captains. But, of course, Kevin Durant won't be able to play in this game because of his injury. And uh, he will be replaced in the starting lineup by Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics. And I definitely don't have a problem with that. Uh, Jason Tatum being the starter, he's averaging 25 points a game 
four assists, 6.9 rebounds per game. The dude, the young fella, is a beast. He's going to have many, many great years to come uh, in this league. Now, some folks may have thought that, and I wouldn't have, wouldn't have had a problem with this either, uh, Zach Levine as being a starter. 28.7 points a game, five assists per game, five rebounds. This guy is just a walking highlight reel, man. He is coming into his own. I mean, he he's a high flyer. Uh, his shot has gotten better, you know, over the years. And he's just an exciting young player that the Chicago Bulls have. And uh, they would be wise to keep him, sign this dude to the max, do whatever you need to do to keep him on this squad. Uh, he is a dynamic, dynamic player. Uh, Bradley Bill is in the start, starting lineup, as he should be. Leading the league in scoring, 32.8 points per game. It's a shame that he plays for the, you know, I don't want to rag too much on Washington, Washington, D.C., or Baltimore area or anything like that, but it's a shame that he plays for that team. Uh, they don't have John Wall anymore. You know, they have Westbrook, and, you know, you never know you know, what you're going to get out of, out of Westbrook. He's kind of erratic in my opinion, but Bradley Bill averaging 32 points a game. Five rebounds and uh, almost five assists per game. Dude is a beast. A beast on the basketball court, man. He can flat out score the basketball. You know, he, he's something to see, man. So if you guys have never seen, you know, the Washington Wizards play, you know, they're not on national TV that much or anything like that. But if you have the NBA package, you know, NBA league pass or something like that, or if, if Washington shows up on one of them TNT games or ESPN or something like that, do yourself a favor and watch this guy play, man. He is absolutely dynamic. For the rest of the East squad, as far as the starters, you have the Greek Freak. The Greek Freak, 28.9 points per game. Uh, obviously, he's going to be an all-star starter. But as I've mentioned before in previous podcasts, uh, in a game like this, of course, he'll, you know, he'll, who knows, he'll probably score 30-something points. But when it comes to playoff time and you get in a crunch time and the defense is tightened up, down the stretch and you have to hit an outside shot or two or three. I don't think he's the guy to do it. I don't think he's the guy that's going to get it done. He's a very, very, very good or great. Let me say great, great regular season player. He's averaging 11 rebounds, 5.9 assists. But when it comes to the playoffs, I just don't see it. Rounding out the starters, Joel Embiid, of course, he's going to be a starter, averaging 30 points a game, 11 rebounds, had that 50-point game a couple of weeks ago, put up a 50-piece a couple of weeks ago. You know, dude's outstanding. And, of course, Kyrie Irving, the kid that that uh, dribbles a basketball like it's a yo-yo or something like that, man. The kid is outstanding, uh, 27.4 points a game. So that rounds out your starters. And then you have a guy like Jalen Brown, who is definitely deserving this is his first time being an all-star, averaging 25 points a game. Uh, Well-deserved for him. Of course, the beard's going to be in there, and, and he should. You guys all know I'm not the biggest beard, the beard, biggest beard fan, but obviously he's an all-star. Leads the league in assists as well. He passes the ball a whole lot better than I thought he did in Houston and, and is actually averaging seven rebounds a game as well, along with his 25 points. So, obviously, he should be in there. One of the surprises, and I'm glad this guy's getting some recognition, the first-time All-Star in Julius Randle, averaging 23.4 points a game for the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks looks like a team that may 
have a shot or outside shot in the Eastern Conference to make the playoffs. And that would be a good thing because I think the NBA needs uh, the New York Knicks to be good. I mean, they have Brooklyn and, you know, obviously Brooklyn has a great team with the big three. But, you know, the New York Knicks, you know, they have that history, even though they haven't won an NBA championship in eons. But you got Madison Square Garden. You know, you just have the lure of New York, New York City. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully the Knicks can make the playoffs. But they're being led by Julius Randle, who is having a career year. And then round and out, you have Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, you don't have to worry about him shooting a three-point shot in the game because he refuses to do so. Uh, Nikola Vucevic of uh, Orlando, he's a two-time All-Star, averaging 24.4 points a game, 11 rebounds. That kid plays very well. And then lastly, replacing Durant on the All-Star team is DeMontis Sabonis. And kid is almost like his father, man. Uh, this dude's a two-time All-Star, 21 points a game, 11 rebounds. So that is your Eastern Conference uh, representatives for the All-Star game. They are going to be coached by Doc Rivers of the Philadelphia 76ers. So let's hope Doc Rivers allows them to pray, play, you know, up-and-down style. When Doc Rivers was with the Clippers, there were some complaints that his offense just just bogs down. There's you know, no free-flowing movement like Ty uh, Lewis having those guys do, but obviously in the all-star game, yeah, he's just going to roll out the basketball and let these boys play, which is exactly he should do. Going over to the Western Conference, led by LeBron James, of course, 17-time all-star. Are you kidding me? 17-time all-star. He's won the MVP in this game three times. I mean, what can you say about the guy? You know, the, the stats, 25.7 points a game, eight assists, eight rebounds. You know, that's that's par for the course for LeBron James. But my worry with him is since Anthony Davis is out, LeBron James seems to have in, in some of these last like three or four games, looks like he's had some tired legs in the third and fourth quarter where his three point shot was not falling. But uh, I'm sure he'll pick it up. He's the king. Uh, Anthony Davis won't be back until sometime after the All-Star break. They do have Schroeder back right now. So uh, LeBron James and the Lakers, they'll be fine. So, um of course, the Western Conference is going to be led by uh, by Brother James there. Then you have Steph Curry, of course, you know, coming back. I don't, I don't know why some fans thought he wasn't going to pick up where he left off last year before that injury. Dude is averaging 30 points a game. I mean, come on. He's playing just as well as he did last year before the injury. 6.3 assists, five rebounds a game. He's doing his thing, shooting the threes from, from his sleep. I mean, the guy is just amazing. You have Luka Doncic. Now, this is uh, I wouldn't say a controversy, but he's a two-time All-Star. He's averaging 28.5 points a game, nine assists and eight rebounds. I don't know why some fans don't particularly like his game. Not sure why that is. Uh, you know, when I look at the Twitter feed sometimes with my Twitter followers, some of them, um, I don't know if it's the fact that, you know, he's a European guy with the, with the Euro step. Um, he's not particularly the fastest guy on the court. Hey, man, with me, it doesn't make any damn difference. As long as a guy can fill up the basket, which he can do, he can play on my team anytime. Of course, you got the Joker, 26.7 points a game, eight assists, 10 rebounds. What can you say about him? Three-time All-Star, the Joker does his thing. Man, he, he is an adept passer. He's very, very good at passing the basketball. Man, very, very smart player. Uh, between he and Joel Embiid, those are obviously the two best centers in the game. And in this All-Star game, they'll go up against each other. Rounding out the 
Um, starters is Kawhi Leonard, 26.9 points a game. The Claw, the Claw, averaging five or six, six point uh, two rebounds. So he, he and Paul George, they're back healthy now. The Clippers are doing their thing. And as I've always mentioned on my podcast, uh, my podcast is based around the Clippers and the Lakers. And I still think those two teams will meet in the Western Conference Finals, uh, led by Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Uh, Anthony Davis, of course, will not be playing uh, in this game, as I mentioned. But uh, he did get voted in there. He's an eight-time All-Star, but because of injury, he will not be playing. The aforementioned Paul George, 23.7 points a game. Uh, Paul George, at the start of the year, he was playing like uh, he was going to be in an MVP race. Uh, that may not happen now, but that just doesn't mean that he's not a great player. He is a great player. And as I mentioned, he and Kawhi Leonard are back on the floor together, and I'm looking for some great things from the Clippers. Uh, Rudy Gobert, uh, this one, I don't know. Maybe they just had to get somebody in there for for Utah. Uh, 14, well, they do have Donovan Mitchell, but going back to Rudy Gobert, 14 points a game. Uh, and 13 rebounds a game. He fills the lane. He does the job that the Jazz wants him to do. And um, I guess this is deserving for uh, he and the Utah Jazz, who have the best record in the Western Conference right now. So getting two all-stars on that team, I really don't have too much of a problem with that. Damie Dame, Damie Dame, Damie Dame. That's what I call him. Damian Lillard, 29.8 points per game, eight assists, four rebounds. This is another guy who plays in in Portland, nothing against my brothers and sisters from Portland. But imagine if he played in New York or L.A. or Miami or Boston or someplace like that, Chicago even. I mean, imagine the billboards that would be up all over the place. Uh, but the guy plays in, uh, in Portland, and he's doing his thing. He's doing his thing. He's a great, great player, man. Great pull-up jumper um, drive to the basket, dunk on you the whole nine yards. Donovan Mitchell, uh, Utah Jazz, 24.5 points a game. He's having a, a very, very good year. This is going to be his second All-Star uh, game. And then you got Chris Paul, you know, 11-time All-Star. Chris Paul balling for the Phoenix Suns, 16.6 points a game, eight assists, four rebounds, doing his thing. You know, Chris uh, Paul, you know, up there in age a little bit. But uh, he's still getting it done. Zion, Zion, the highlight reel, the guy that's just just built like just, I don't know, Zeus or some doggone body. 25 points a game, three assists, seven rebounds. This, he, uh, this is his first time being in an all-star game. So um, they'll have the dunk contest, uh, I'm pretty sure. Not sure if he's going to be in it. But, you know, if he, if he does, that's, I guess it's worth watching. Um, not a big dunk contest guy. Again, I don't even think they should be playing this all-star game, but I digress. And last but not least, you got Devin Booker, also of the Phoenix Suns, two-time all-star, 24.9 points per game, 4.3 assists, and three rebounds a game. This guy can flat-out shoot the pill. He can flat-out fill it up, and um, he is well-deserving of being in this all-star game. So that's your uh, players that's going to be playing this game. They'll be coached by Quinn Snyder of the Utah Jazz along with his, um, his uh, assistants. And, um, you know, I watch. You know, I guess it's, it's uh, you know, it's worth watching, I guess. You know, if I want some uh, listeners on my podcast and all of you folks, if you like the All-Star game, that's a good thing. I'll watch it. I'll report on it. I'll comment on it. And, uh, and then we'll move on. So 
uh, you know, it should be one of those games. It'll probably end up being like, I don't know, 195 to 190 or something like that. They'll start playing hard in the fourth quarter and, you know, try to play some defense out there. But Adam Silver, I just don't think this is a game that you should have been playing. But again, uh, you know, it is what it is. So with that, I will go to my third segment which is the L.A. Lakers. To this game ended before I started this last segment number three but there's no point in doing that of course there's about three and a half minutes left in this game and it's a debacle the Lakers are just they put a stranglehold on Golden State from the very beginning of this game right now they're up by 31 points uh, so obviously this game is over uh, what I can say about this game is the Lakers look crisp they, I mean, they came out firing. They came out firing threes. The ball movement was impeccable. LeBron James seemed like he had a spring in his step. You guys remember um, in my last, say, couple of episodes, I mentioned that LeBron James had tired legs. The Lakers lost four games in a row uh, during that one stretch in the last couple of weeks, the last week and a half or so. And LeBron James looked like he was a tired basketball player. He wasn't finishing at the rim like he normally does. Uh, His three-point shots were falling short, and he just did not look like the same player. So that goes to show you what a little rest will do. And also the return of Dennis Schroeder. Let's Let's not throw that one under the rug. When that kid comes to play, the Lakers are a totally different team. But tonight, LeBron James, uh, and obviously he's out the game right now. Uh, if Vogel had him in that game right now, I would I would just uh, uh, break into the Staples Center and just wring the dude's neck. So obviously, bring, uh, 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 LeBron James is out the game. Uh, scored 19 points. Only played 24 minutes. His lowest minute total for the whole season. That's what I like to see. 24 minutes. That is it. Field goal, 7 out of 12. Three-point shooting, three out of five. As I mentioned, he has some spring in those 36-year-old legs tonight. Dude's played 18 years, guys. Came in the league when he was 18. Do the math. He's 36 years old. He's not as, you know, spring chicken. Uh, six rebounds, four assists, plus 18. Well, everybody on the court was a plus <laughs> in this particular game against Golden State. I mean, they looked horrible today. Dennis Schroeder, though, was plus 32. He was all over the place. He didn't even shoot particularly well, but you can see the ball movement is so much better when he's on the floor. And he scored 12 points. You know, nothing nothing major, but didn't need much from him tonight. Um, uh, Morris, Keith Morris, 13 points. Not bad. Even Marcus Gasol got into the scoring column a little bit with nine points. And uh, Kuzma, four out of seven from the field. He had 12 points. Montrezl Harrell, 
I didn't have the typical Montrez hero game. He only scored six points, but that's okay. He was plus 18 on the floor, though, when he was out there. So uh, as far as Golden State is concerned, uh, nobody play, uh, played particularly well. Uh, Steph Curry was only 5 out of 13 from the field, 2 out of 7 from three-piece land. That three-piece wing dinner just wasn't going for him tonight. He scored only 16 points. Uh, Oubre had 14, and then Pascal had uh, 15. Uh, Draymond Green went out of the game with what looked to be uh, an ankle injury, so let's hope he's uh, okay okay to go for uh, Golden State. So, again, this game was really not competitive from the very beginning, and if the Lakers are to play like this, uh, uh, leading up to when Anthony Davis comes back sometime after the All-Star break, uh, they don't need Anthony Davis to come back as quickly if they're playing like this. You know, Lakers can beat anybody, even with this squad, even without AD. They can beat the Clippers, even though they're going to meet them in the Western Conference Finals. That's what I keep saying. Uh, they will meet in the finals. But, um, you know, they can beat the Clippers. If, you know, they play them again in the regular season, I'm sure. Uh, they can win. Uh, Phoenix, they can beat them. They can beat Denver. They can beat Utah. They can be Portland. doesn't matter. When they're playing like this, they are one of the top, I would say definitely one of the top four teams in the league. Now, it's another thing when uh, when they have to go up against the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Now, whether that's another regular season game or, of course, in the finals, they have to have all of their firepower, which means AD would have to be healthy in order for the Lakers to beat that team, but I think they can beat that team as well because I'm still not sold on the Brooklyn Nets bench. So the Lakers can even beat that squad as well. So um, with this, I can I can really end this episode here. This game really wasn't much to talk about at all. Uh, just a dominating performance by the Lakers. Dominating, dominating performance by the Lakers. So. With that, fans, I'm going to let you go here. The music clips that you heard today were uh, some of my old school, old school favorites. Morris Day in a Time, The Bird. Also, Morris Day, Jungle Love. And also heard a little uh, clip from Prince, Controversy. Y'all remember that movie called Purple Rain some years ago back in the 80s late 80s maybe somewhere around in there and Morris Day in the time I think they stole the show in that movie by the way the movie of course was surrounded uh or most of the plot was surrounded around Prince but as far as the singing uh and and, and what they did on stage I thought Morris Day kind of stole the show there especially with those two clips that I played the bird doing the bird and jungle love but you can't take nothing away from Prince. You know, he's one of the all-time greatest. There's no question about that. He and Michael Jackson were probably two of the greatest performers that that uh, we have seen in our lifetime. So much love to uh, Prince. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Prince. So with that, again, fans, I will leave it here until the next episode. I'd like to thank the Basketball Podcast Network. And most of all, I'd like to thank you, fans. Thank you all for listening. And until the next episode, remember, mask up, people, mask up. I know we have vaccinations out there. 
But we're not out of the woods yet with this COVID-19. So please mask up when you're out in public. Wash your hands regularly and keep six feet socially distanced from one another. Everyone have a wonderful night tonight. Celebrate the Lakers victory. Unfortunately, the uh, Clippers took it on the chin tonight, but that's okay. I'm sure they'll come back as well. Until the next episode of L.A. Courtside, peace.